Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 51 of Stock Talk with Josh and uh, Nico. Nico, how you doing? Fantastic. You know, this kind of weird. Like, I'm in the studio, but you're, I don't know, at home eating popcorn, candy, <laughs> um, just doing the nastiness. But I'm over here being professional. But besides that, this past week was the 4th of July holiday. So, Nico, how's your holiday weekend slash week? It was good, but the fireworks are starting to become more annoying. Yeah, you know what? I think ever since, um, like, the money that came in with the, um, what you call it? Like, it seemed like the fireworks got, like, when when people get got more money, like, the fireworks got louder and louder and louder. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a breaker, like, just went off and, like, exploded sometimes. But I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. But the, the, that's the worst part, too. Like, besides 4th of July, they're doing it for the next couple of weeks, for the rest of the summer. So, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. They're still uh, lighting them off. Yeah. Yeah, but besides that, we do have a special guest. So, round of applause for our special guest today. And our guest, special guest will be introducing himself right now. So, special guest, how you doing? I'm good. My name is Chris Grinsick. Joining Josh and Nico today. Um, excited to be here. Thanks, guys. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, weekend, day to actually uh, come on here to podcast with us. So once again, a round of applause. But um, my first question for Chris is, Chris, why actually got you into the stock market? And actually, why are you even here today? <laughs> uh, so answering in order, what got me in the stock market? Um, let's uh, rewind back to like 2008, 2009. Um, I was working at my parents' restaurant for like $3 an hour. Uh, you know, doing whatever an eight or nine year old could do uh, to help in the restaurant. And I would actually take all that money and give it to my dad, who would then put it in a mutual fund. And during that time, he kind of like told me, you know, you know, the high level stuff, what it is. And, you know, it's going to grow over time and all that. And then, um, you know, it's like fast forward almost 10 years. I'm kind of like finishing up high school and, I'm like, hey, dad, you know, all that money I like, told you to put in like the mutual funds and stuff. And I'm like, how's it doing? And they had like tens of thousands of dollars at that point. They they had, mm. they had some pretty sizable gains. And then I was like, all right, like, I guess it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so then I really got into it from there. So what age did you, did you like just like even to this day, are you still sticking with those mutual funds or did you transition to kind of taking control over your that, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I went to college, um, I kind of, I kind of took that money out, and and I started doing my own research. And I'm like, all right, I'll I'll play with it now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So now I've got I've got like, you know, everybody's got their own like technical fundamental analysis, whatever they do. So I've got my my own style that that I run with now and screening mm-hmm. and whatnot. And oh. is that is that what's that what's that style like? So it's a uh, it's pretty basic. I, I try to keep it as simple as possible, not not convolute things. Um, one for you know, you kind of you can go crazy like trying to analyze stuff, and then two, you know, gotta. Mm-hmm. It's not my it's not my day job. So, uh, I basically look at like historical PE ratios, um, like average earnings over years, and and I get you know reasonable like target prices based on a historical PE and mm-hmm. and what I can expect the company to earn. And if, mm-hmm. if the company's trading at a lot lower than that, it's it's a good one to go for. Yeah, that's I kind of I kind of been doing the same thing. Yeah, it's good. It it works out for for the most part, and it's simple. It's fun to do because you know I'm like, all right, I'm doing my own homework, and I can I can trust myself if I drop the ball. It's yeah. on me. But I think it's better, you know, if you're gonna buy a company and like you know put your own money up, probably should do your own research rather than like finally following someone on the internet right yep yeah so even uh, the most even the most professional analysts are wrong a lot of times well you know like a lot like a lot of media is just it's just you know it's it's whatever whatever sells you know it's whatever yeah. it's also ads so it's usually like clickbait stuff um why am i buying this most popular stock that everyone else is buying right now why is the market yeah. doomed forever um, it's all just kind of like what what's gonna make you want to read it. Like fear sells a lot too. Yeah. Like, so absolutely, you can keep, you can stay in your own lane easier when you when you're running your own show. 
Exactly. Yeah. And actually, that's a good segue. So let's kind of rewind the clock a little back about three years ago. How did you feel when the game stopped and, like, Nokia stocks kind of just blew off and took off? How, how, well, what, what were you, like, thinking back then? Like, were you trying to, like, uh, should I get into this or maybe I should not get into that or things like that, that nature? Yeah, you, you definitely can't escape those types of headlines when, when they're, you know, when they're, when they're everywhere. Um, but now, so I, like, when I was in college, my, you know, 2019 or so, and you're really getting into it, um, you know, I kind of latched on to, to those, like, like, all right, these are, like, finding companies that have stable earnings um and then what's their what do they historically trade at for for their pe ratios and that and like even when when there's like the pump and dump kind of stocks you know like you could look at the earnings and you know if the earnings aren't there why am i going to buy a company that's like that's not making any money it doesn't make any sense you know at least that's like, like that's the viewpoint i always i always stay stay true to that lens so would you would you, you invest- start like would you invest in any money losing company at the moment? Uh, you know, I've been trying to think about it lately. Like, because because a lot of companies that have a bad year, you know, like in the last year, like a lot of retailers, um, just like mm-hmm. inventory and stuff, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of like an anomaly uh, on that front. So, it, you know, if a company was profitable for the last ten or twenty years, they might have that one red flag, and mm-hmm. that's when I would that's when I kind of bring out like average earnings like, okay, over like the last five years or 10 years, what does that average out to? And if it's, you know, if it's still like a pretty good number, I consider it, but that's happening with like retailers. Like if you look at Kohl's, like children's place, um, just like clothing retailers really got shafted. Yeah. Yeah. So in general, how how do you feel about the retail like industry as a whole? Like, do you think they're going to be going up or down in the next maybe two, three, or five or so years from now. Yeah, I think long term it's strong. I mean, people are like, <laughs> we're in the we're in America. We consume. Uh, we, we love to buy things. So, I mean, you look at it historically, it's it's gone up, and then even like we saw like the revenge buying kind of you know when when lockdowns came out. So it's like people always like we're hungry to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we always want new clothes. We always want new electronics, even if we can't really afford them. That's why we've got credit cards and, and all of that too. So um, let me ask you, do you have an opinion on, do you think it's more valuable to look at free cash flow or net income? So I don't dig into that stuff too much, but usually it's more so like, all right, this company is a little bit more complicated than just looking at the earnings. Um mm-hmm. You know, we'll pull in the, the, those items. Um, I usually don't look at free cash flow too much unless it's more of like, okay, is this company like having liquidity problems or like problems paying down like short term debt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and only in those circumstances, I really like, I'll pull into that. And then, you know, maybe look at like, I'll look at like simple things like current ratios. So not even getting too, too deep into like free cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'd probably stick more so towards on those like income numbers, earnings for share. Okay, cool. Which it could have its own flaws, of course, but mm-hmm. I do that to keep my own my my own sanity and not get too crazy in the stuff. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, Josh, you you want to start knocking out stuff on this list? Uh, yeah, you might as well just bring up what's the first thing on the list. The first thing on our list is just pretty much the market in general, how much the indexes have gone up, um, and we're looking at. From the beginning of this year, the, the NASDAQ was $260, and today it's $370. And the P ratio for the for the index is a 25 right now, when typically it's like a 15. So a lot of signs are pointing to the market being overvalued, and probably a good chance the indexes will start coming down in the second half of this year. Yeah, but I mean... It- Always, the market always goes up and down. So is this really a, a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing because I actually sold out of the majority of my index. Uh, the, the majority okay. of my NASDAQ investments, I sold out at like 350 360 So I actually wanted to fall back down so I can buy back in. There you go. I, I just look go- at the normalized, normalized PE ratios. It, just like you said, if it, 
it was like at 15 before and it's 25 now you know, it makes sense yeah there's historical numbers for a reason because yeah. yeah everything reverts to its mean and i know i know it's not you know the majority of people will tell you it's not smart to be like a day trader or try to time the market perfectly um but when you look at things like this where it looks like the market is significantly trading richer than what where it should be trading I just think it kind of makes sense. I, I don't see the market shooting up another 50% from where it's at right now. So I think there's a good chance it'll come back down. It, it looks to me like there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of concentration in like the biggest companies, all these indexes. Yeah. And, and so they're kind of getting to unreasonable PE ratios. Uh, but what that's what, like, what's also happening with that is it's making these indexes go a lot higher, but, you know everything everything but like that's not in the top 10 15 20 like companies of those indexes they're they're like they haven't been going up as much um, that's so a good point too what's just happened in like this last month or so it's starting to happen you know i'm seeing like those all those other companies that haven't been getting the love lately like they're starting mm -hmm. to go up and th those are all the companies i hold because they're the smaller companies oh okay, oh, okay. they have reliable earnings um, yeah. So like all of that has been shooting up a lot for me over yeah. the last month. I mean, that makes sense because there's always that there's always going to be that transition of money where when money flows into one sector for a long time, let's say right now, it's probably like the, the Apple, Meta, Google, all those, the Tesla, all those stocks, then the money's probably going to flow out of those and go into, you know, different sectors. Yeah, I think we're, we're right at the start of it. Mm hmm. All right, so that actually is a good transition. We're talking about the market going up, being at, going up high. Another company, Apple, hits three trillion trillion people. Yeah. Um, what's that? The market cap, and it says on this Wall Street Journal thing, uh, um, says Apple is the world's first three trillion dollar company. So, how are we feeling mm -hmm. about that? I'm, I'm guessing we all have iPhones, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I have a MacBook too, and an Apple Watch. So. Every Apple device you can have, so. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely, definitely a fan of their products, but I, I looked at the company yesterday. Um, you know, just seeing like I'm like, all right, what would I value it at? And I couldn't get like, for, I think it was for like the next couple of years, two or three years, that I couldn't, you know, like get a value that would that would justify buying it right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh no, not makes sense. Yeah. I, I wish I bought more of it. Like bought more of it like six eight months ago. Mm -hmm. Like I did buy a, a little bit of it, like around December, November. But I wish I actually bought more shares of it. And I would probably would have sold it now. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever hear of like, like the role that you should pay, like between one and two times earnings growth for for a stock? Like you mean like ratio? you mean like if it's growing ten percent, you pay twenty times? Yeah, like at most you'd pay twenty times earnings. Yeah, that makes sense. I actually. I what I did before was I would make a graph of pretty much PE ratio and then earnings growth and I chart them all out and see like what the average is and that's kind of what I came up with was about I want to say it's about two times if not three times earnings growth but yeah I think that's a good way to measure it though yeah yeah so I was I was using that I was trying to use the two times number to be the most aggressive on Apple and. You know, if you're looking at future earnings, it doesn't look like it's growing too much relative to like, you know, maybe what it's done over the last five and 10 years. It's, you know, grown a lot faster than it's projected to in the future. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I really had to like draw in more of those previous year's earnings growth to like even justify a close number to, to where it's at today. Because it looks like it should be like it typically trades at 25 times earnings and mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely over that today. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I run into is when you're when you're comparing the PE ratios based off of earnings growth like that, the other factor I think is how reliable their earnings are. So like Costco for example does not Costco is not a fast growing company, but their PE ratio is always high. It's always above 30 if not 40. And I think that's just because people you know people really like the stock and they think it's really reliable. So I think there's other factors besides just earnings growth too that you got to look at. Yeah, that, that 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 definitely makes sense too. And that's I use that more so for like 
all right, like, is this company, you know, really like a lot smaller and not as reliable as like an Apple, you know, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking at like a one times yeah. growth. And then, yeah, you kind of like, you can push, push and pull on that metric. Right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So I guess the next thing on the list is actually, um, oh, yeah, there's some news that happened uh, last week or half or so ago. It says ESPN lays off 20 on-air hosts to meet financial expectations this year. And it also mm-hmm. says struggling, they are struggling due to competition and other content creators. So I'm actually not too shocked about this because I think, what's that, like last year, it was some rumors of, well, ESPN first is owned by Disney, so the Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. And Disney yeah. has a lot of change that they're going through right now. And there was some rumors last year of D, uh, Disney trying to, like, spin off ESPN and ABC. So, Oh, that's they, right. That's right. Yeah, so maybe with them trying to spin off and become their own thing, they got to start looking at the b- budget and see how much money we're spending here for this, such and such, for this person, <laughs> then for the next person. So I'm not too shocked about this. It is kind of sad because – um, seeing some people that I kind of like grew up watching on ESPN, listening to, but mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. I mean, I think Disney is facing so many. It, it looks like they're facing problems, like with every part of their business right now. Um, like even with the streaming stuff, they're having problems with the the whole debate. The parks with, too. Um, what's that? I said with the Disney parks in Florida too. Yeah, the 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 stuff in Florida too. So I don't know. I hope Disney can turn things around here because. I own a lot of shares in Disney, so I need them to get their earnings back up. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do because it looks like they're having problems with every part of their business right now. It's, it's definitely always tough to to hear and see people losing their jobs, and you know, given given them untimely like pickups and work and whatnot. But I mean, it's the it's the nature of like our business climate right now. It's it's so. It's so like un- I don't know. It's so uncertain. I think when yeah. you're trying to please people quarter to quarter, yeah. and you know you don't you don't know what the next quarter is going to look like for sure. And I think for those like for those companies that maybe don't have the strongest like balance sheets and setups and stuff, it like they could get rattled and start making those quick decisions and mm-hmm. you know and the layoffs and, and whatnot. And I I saw that in my I'm in real estate and. There was like a hiring freeze when I was trying to switch jobs and stuff. And I was like, oh crap, this is this is gonna be bad. So it's companies in all of these different sectors are 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 really all over the place. Yeah, I think that's I think it's just a big part of the how you said like the business environment we're in right now. I think it's a big part where I think it probably goes back to just the inflation problems, probably, but all these companies have had to lay off people and I think that kind of just goes back to that. So it makes sense that, you know, to cut costs and to increase your profitability, you're going to have to fire people. Yeah, but um, with ESPN is a little bit different because a lot of times the, t- uh, the people, the talent they're talking about sports is content creation. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times with people who watch ESPN, you're firing people that and on-air talent that people kind of like had to have some sort of pers- personality. Um, with sports journalism, like you're – Firing some people that actually give something to a particular show, to a particular topic, things of that nature. Now you kind of have well, someone you know replace it. That yeah. might be kind of difficult because what if the next person doesn't hit as like yeah. the last person did? So That's true. And the other thing I think they mentioned in this article about this was how in the last couple of years, there's been more competitors now in this industry with yeah. competing with ESPN. Like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't hear like I think Fubo TV is one of them. Probably that's probably a competitor. Uh, no, and... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that too. But the, the the biggest competitor is people like us. What we're doing right um, now. Oh, you mean like 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 uh, just TikTok creators and stuff? Yeah, like just just listen to what we're doing. We're talking about the stock market. But what if we just start new do a new podcast about sports and that blows up because I say something crazy. I get all of my or... sports information from podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I drive around listening podcasts. Um. Uh, I forgot this one network, Yes Network, or is it something, but it has, like, a different team. Like, for it's a specific podcast for each, like, NBA team or NFL team. So, and I watch that more than I listen to ESPN sometimes. So, no, it's, it, it, that's another, I think See, that's the main well, big well, what I don't understand. What I don't understand, then, is 
if those like traditional media companies like ESPN who kind of built their their business on traditional things like people watching TV, why aren't they transitioning then to this new wave of media consumption like podcast and social media stuff? That's what I don't understand. Oh, they are. Like like some guys like Stephen A. Smith, he actually started his podcast up again. Um, I think that's affiliated with ESPN. So they are doing it, but, you know, this is where we're like sports and like entertainment. Like you got to say something that can like snatch somebody's attention and like make it funny for it to like really blow up. It looks like the ESPN podcasts, all the ones I'm seeing are all, they got about a three to 5,000 ratings on here, which I'm guessing is not a lot. Yeah. It's like, it's like some are hit, but it's like some aren't at the same time. Like maybe yeah, like this, th- these other people on here, let's see, Barstool has 79,000 on theirs. Mm-hmm. And some of these other guys have thirty thousand. So is another competitor. Yeah, right. So we will see what happens. Yeah. So um, what's the, the next business yeah. I want to bring up is uh, is Threads. Oh yeah, Threads or or Meta. So they got fifty million signups in the first couple days. Yeah, and um, first let's kind of explain the app. I, I didn't download it, so you know a little bit more than what I know about it. But uh, it is uh, Threads is supposed to be the like the competitor, um, you know, the j- Joker to Twitter's Batman or whatever you might say. Uh, but it's overall a big competitor that kind of recently came out that Meta, Facebook, and it's like through Instagram as well. It's going against mm-hmm. um, Twitter. So Nico, how you? I know you downloaded app, so how you like it? I've only spent about two minutes on it, but I think it looks more. I don't know if you want to say boring, but it there it it's not as there's not as much going on. It's very it's very uh just bland looking. So that's my only critique at the moment. Chris, um, did you download threads at all? No. No, I'm probably going to be the last person that downloads threads. <laughs> and it's going to be like it's going to be like two years after it was a thing. I got you. I got you. But do you have a tw- Twitter at all or no? No. Okay. No, so that's you get, that's where I'm what I'm getting with that. I'll probably get Twitter like, you know, as everyone as the last person is left, I will probably make my Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's how I was with TikTok. It took me years. No, it to took me. It. it took me years with TikTok. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, Nico, how, how do you think Threads is going to play out? You think it's going to be? Successful I mean, I would think. Or... I, I I mean, I would think Meta would be able to pull this off because they they pull off the you know everything else they try they're pretty successful with it um so it, it may take a couple of years but I, I think they're i think like their goal is to get to a billion users and i think they can do it so i i don't know i, I would be surprised if this turned out to be a failure for them yeah they they just somehow got a latch on and for and get people's attention but i did see a funny thing is this past week i, I actually didn't actually bring up the tweet but on twitter it was a big thing going on uh, with the Twitter rate limit thing. So mm-hmm. when you users were on Twitter, they were scrolling, they would see a thing that said um, rate limit exceeded. We were all like, mm-hmm. what is rate limit exceeded? And Elon Musk comes out, he tweets us, to address extreme levels of data scrapping and system manipulation, we applied the following temporary limits. Verified accounts are limited to reading 6,000 posts a day. Unverified accounts to 600 posts a day. And new unverified accounts to 300 a day. So Overall, it's kind of like a limit or like a parental control on what you can actually see on Twitter. So, how that's are... weird. But, so, in what scenario is is someone looking at six thousand posts? Yeah, I know. No, but you know what? I think it also counts comments, replies too. Like when, when like when, when you're just scrolling, then like if you click on a tweet and then you go through okay, replies yeah, I mean... too. Still, oh. six thousand is a lot. You'd have to spend hours on there. No, it's not a lot. I promise you. I, I don't think it's that much. A lot. Really? No. I don't know. I'm not a big Twitter user, so I don't. I'm, I don't know. You be on yeah, Facebook I, I a lot, though. Don't you? Know. <laughs> you know what else is interesting is this. Uh, Josh, are you keeping up with the the Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fight? Yeah, Elon Musk starting to um, sue. Um, no, not with that. I'm talking about their cage match. Oh, with um, Italy? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I read in the news it says Italian government says they have no problem if Musk and Zuckerberg want to fight at the Coliseum. Hey, 
Now, that's a good question. Who do you think wins in a fight? Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Who y'all think? I really thought Mark Zuckerberg, but it looks like Elon is getting in better shape and Elon is a lot taller too. But I still go I would still go with Mark Zuckerberg. I think he is he has more uh training and stuff. I I I would I put my money on Mark Zuckerberg. And plus he got like and those weird younger. eyes too. He looks like an alien. He might got like a <laughs> if you pull his arm back a gun might come out bop 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 yeah. like a I, like, I just like to see them like come out with like all of their electronic gadgets that they have their that would be cool apartments yeah, yeah. That... all right so i i think i got uh zuck too i think i got Z- do you think Zucky. but do you think it's really do you think they would actually fight though no they're scared no i don't think i mean they're talking like they are but i don't i don't think they they're would. not fighting that would be nice to see. Like, uh, imagine like they did like a pay per view boxing I know. event. How much money they make? It'd, it'd probably be the best selling fight of all time. Might be honestly. Okay, next up on our list we have Nike. Uh, last week, Nike beats beat on their revenue with twelve point eight billion dollars for the quarter, but they are still struggling to improve their margins and move out their existing inventory. So, what's your thoughts on Nike? Um, well, let me start. I, I actually, Chris, you, you go first. My, my bad. You go. All right. Well, their big revenue jump was probably likely due to me. Um, I definitely helped them. I helped them move the needle on that one. Uh, Explain. They actually, they actually <laughs> had. So they had, they had, they had this like sales section on their app, right? And then so you can get stuff like 40 percent off. That yeah, are, like, I need, I need cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, and then. They also had a twenty percent off whatever those were, so mm. I saw that and I just went crazy. I bought five new pairs of shoes. I bought <laughs> shirts, like track suits. I just went the socks too. Oh, and nuts. So, uh, no, I didn't get any socks. I <laughs> I saved all my money for this for the shoes, but um, I mean, I got I got a lot of stuff. I spent a lot of money with them, but I was getting my stuff like fifty percent off or more. So That's it was, cool. Yeah, so I mean, that all tracks with me how how they may have hit those those big revenue numbers. Okay, what about the stock though? The stock, um, honestly, I don't I don't know where it's trading at. I don't know it's PE. It's it's I know it's down a lot compared to where it was. Like you know, it, it hit one eighty or something a year or two ago, and now it's at like one hundred five. And I started buying into it just a couple shares just to like. You know, just to keep track of it. But when you look at a PE basis, it's it's not trading too cheap, and that's why it's like I don't see how there's much room for the stock to go up. Um, if the stock went to like if it went to like eighty dollars or so, I would say then it'd probably be a good a good buy. But at one hundred and five, I'm not. I don't see it. How do you think it's gonna stay there for as long? I don't see anything less than ninety five. Because like with Nike, like. Nike is a well-known yeah, it, brand. It just, hit, it just hit. It hit eighty-five a year ago because that's when I, or less than a year ago, that's when I bought it. Last time I bought it, it hit eighty-five, and then it went up to one twenty or something. That probably the last time, I honestly, because you know people are starting to get more money now too. I think going back to work, things of that nature. But you it, think what, so? Nah, I think so. Yeah. Did anybody just say that the uh, unemployment numbers going down? <laughs> I mean, revenue's up, so obviously people so, are buying. If I look at this average PE, I'm, I'm saying for the last five years, it's like 46. And basically any company that's like over, like I'll never pay more than like 30 times earnings for a company. Yeah. Um, but if you do 46 times whatever their, uh, you know, like next year's earnings forecast, you get 170 for, for a target. Really? Hmm. Uh, so I guess there's that case, but... You Wait, know, you're saying you're saying 46 is the current PE or their average? Their historic, like for the last five years, from what I can see on like my e-trade app. 46 sounds super rich. I was, I it, thought it, it was like it, it could. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy it, but that's what it's saying. Yeah, when I mine, when I when you look it up. I mean, I don't know if you're looking at forward or trailing, but this looks like trailing. That's trailing. Is been... Okay, this is saying it's like 30. I'm seeing 30. I saw 34 for uh, for forward. But anyway, 
even right now, even right now, it's um, it's current trailing is at like thirty-two and a half times mm-hmm. earnings. Um, yeah, this is like it's kind of crazy if you pay if you pay like that much for a company. But see that that's I think that's probably one of those examples of what I was saying where it, they're even though they're not gonna they're not growing twenty or thirty percent a year, but it's Nike and you know, not anybody can just start a new shoe brand and, and take over Nike's business. So I think they're one of those companies that have that, that loyalty and that, you know, that reputation. So that's why they, that's why they deserve that high PE ratio. Yeah. But that loyalty is is only as good as how much money is in people's pockets. Like say. Kind of, but I mean, look how say all of a sudden the price of living even goes up more. What is then what with Nike? People still buy it though. People still buy it. It still won't have. I don't still don't see the big growth with Nike though. It, no, there's not going to be big growth, but it, it, they're not going to like. They're they're still going to be at the top of the list. They're it's still they're still going to be one of the big players though. Yeah. It would. I, I don't. Something really. Something big would really have to happen. Like it would take at least a couple years for things to transition. I don't know who would. I mean, is is Adidas going to take them over or something? No. I don't, well, I don't see it's that. Not even, it's not even about that. Like, like they could definitely have their their number one spot, like in in a solid position. But it's more so like, okay, if they're only making you know a few dollars a share on earnings, and you're paying over a hundred dollars, yeah, you know, it it might not have that much room. It, you know, it just might still move up a little bit. But then you're looking at like, okay, it's like a thirty year payback period if yeah earnings stay at this level. And why would you like? buy that when you buy like companies in the 10 to 20 um in the 10 to 20 range but you know like absolutely no that's, that's a that's that, a great point that's a great point that that's how that's how i view it um but then what happens with those companies is that they get like they get in all those index and mutual funds and they kind of attract more dollars than maybe what's warranted yes. even though they are the best company you know yeah that's true do. now if you're not getting if you're paying that high that high premium for it and you're not making your money back through share appreciation. If the stock was paying like a 5% dividend, then that would make sense. But that's not the case for Nike. They're not, I, th- I want to say it's 1% or, or less of a dividend. So yeah, that makes sense. If, you, if you're paying that high of a premium, you're not going to be, you're not going to make that much. So it doesn't make sense. At least that's how you rationally try to, like, like if you're looking at it, okay, like this is an investment and like I make my money, based on when the company makes money mm-hmm. then that's like how you can rationalize it but in reality you know the market moves however the market moves it could right. go to a 60 pe and yeah. not make any sense and and you make your money that way because because just the next person in line wants to pay more than you did yeah that's 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 absolutely true so that's the fun of the stock market though like you, you could try mm-hmm. to be rational but you know it's that's not how the market works all the time yeah that's a good point. All right, what's the next thing on our list? Um, some big news about jo- Mr. It's, uh, Joe Joey Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, it, it Joe says, Joe Biden exploring new restrictions on trading, or well, I guess you can say, yeah, trading AI chips to China. So and, I think they're trying to. And, and did he also serious. see that some um, chips such as Nvidia, AMD, they fell down a little bit when that news broke? Oh, yeah, this past week uh, it fell down. You mean, a you, bit. mean the, you mean the stock price? Yeah, the stock price. Well, I mean, it's about time for Nvidia. This, what is the stock up like two thousand percent this year? Something like that. But uh, when um, AMD went down, I, I bought some more. I bought some more. I'm sorry, I'm a big fan of AMD. I know Nvidia probably leads the pack or whatever, but I no, think... I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at AMD's PE ratio. I know. I'm. Pro- I'm sure, I, I bet you All it's right. over. It's over a sixty. I'm gonna say it's over a sixty. Oh, it's over sixty. Yeah, so you're paying 577 times <laughs> earnings. Nothing you say about AMD is going to deter me. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's Nothing. it's the same thing with um Taiwan semiconductors. I I've been wanting to buy that stock for a while, but I can't because when you run the numbers, it makes absolutely no sense. If that with that stock being anywhere near $100 a share, it's you're not going to make any money. It's the PE is so high on that company. Yeah, that one's crazy. That one's crazy to me. But but AMD? No, but but yeah, so maybe maybe they just had like a down, maybe they had like a down border or something that's making that number a little bit higher. 
but it looks like yeah. it looks like they've got some some decent earnings um on the way which will bring that pe down a lot mm -hmm. yeah but the one thing i will say i don't think these res restrictions are i think there's going to be some more restrictions going on with the stuff with china going on and uh i think now they're still kind of like figure out what ai is and what do they want it to do so i kind of i think we're kind of mm -hmm. like in that lane of what is AI? What do we want to do? And things like that. But have you guys yeah. used used AI in your um your daily life at all yet? Or like I would say I've I've used you? I've used ChatGPT quite a bit. Um, yeah, just that one. For what me. other? I I've also used I've also used used those image editors where you can tell it what kind of image you want it to make, and it it'll make you whatever picture. But the problem is most of the ones that are free, they normally come up with really bad quality images. Um. So I'm waiting for like I think Google and Adobe are working on their own, um, but th those are the only programs I've used. Yeah, I, I use ChatGPT at work sometimes, and you know, to do some of my work for me, make it a little mm -hmm. bit easier. Uh, so I, I'm definitely excited to see see that stuff develop and become like more mainstream and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. I think it'll make the life of an analyst um, a lot more bearable. Yeah. All right. All right, Josh. I, I want to get. I want to get to this next one on our list. Yeah, this is actually uh, Jovia Aviation. Uh, I didn't also yeah. tell you that this was kind of popular on Wall Street Bets a couple of weeks ago. Oh, was it? It was. I I should have bought in. <laughs> but um, I guess the future future is here. Jovia Aviation mm -hmm. rises forty percent after getting a permit to begin testing their air taxi. So, yeah. gentlemen, how do y'all feel about flying cars actually being a part of our society, and will y'all be using it if it's safe? Hmm. What you think? I, I I don't trust someone flying a car around. <laughs> yeah, I think that that will take some time. I'm not going in Virgin Galactic spaceships or these flying taxis anytime soon. I'm gonna wait till they're till a million people test do a test run on it first, and then I'll go. Yeah, as um, it's kind of crazy that when a did it go up forty percent? Yeah, it went up forty. It went up forty percent one day. It might have came back down a little bit, but and um, like, I did see that it was actually uh, it was a stock I actually. Like yeah, I was are... I was expecting it to look more like a you know like a electric vehicle like a car, but it doesn't. It looks like a, exactly like a helicopter. Well, like I, I would think a helicopter is like your substitute for a flying car, like like that's yeah. how you yeah. to like, get get to like you know get to like places that aren't that far away from each other pretty quickly. Especially those like mm -hmm. quad anywhere. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe these are going to be cheaper or something. I don't know. I don't know if I could picture everybody driving helicopters around every day. <laughs> but but uh, um, I did say um, your girl, Kathy Wood, and uh, Ark Invest, they were talking about Jajobi Aviation, too. A couple hey, I'm not ago. a fan anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying, they was talking about that a couple of months ago, I think. I'm still not a fan. But uh, I'm also happy for our next next piece of news on the list. It's a good, it's a good uh, indication for uh, two bank stocks that I own. And the U.S. stress test uh, for the top 23 U.S. largest banks – it looks like the banks are doing good. It looks like they passed all the tests. And, round of uh, applause. We needed that Chris, round of applause, at, especially after the start of this year. Chris, how do you feel about the the bank the banking situation? I mean, that was definitely I don't know. That was a, it was a little shocking at first when it was when it was under unraveling, um, but. You know, it's not where it's not my place where like I'm always, you know, checking on how the banks are doing. But I feel like someone, you know, someone, you know, someone, someone's got to be in position to like have foreseen, you know, the banks having those like, is, liquidity problems. And but is there any of the banks that you are that you have a position in, or you'd be interested in buying? No, no, I haven't bought in it, into any of the banks just because it, it seemed a little volatile for me, and you know, I had already. I liked where my capital um, allocation was already, but I think, you know, after like a big fallout like that and where, you know, some, some companies fall through, 
it's like it makes for a good opportunity for the sector because everything starts getting punished you know pe oh. start going down a lot and you can get some good buys that are going to make you favorable returns for for the long run yep that's right josh what do you think um you know I, I love it i love it you know we all need banks like banks gonna always be around and we also need to be stable for us to get our cars houses things paid things of that nature so it is a good thing yeah. you know i know yeah. i know chase is on the list right is chase on the list yeah, Chase, I think Chase is they're probably the they're probably number one. They're probably the largest. God bless but Chase actually no, Chase was actually their stock didn't fall like the others did. That is true. Like, yeah. You know, I bought US Bank and I bought Bank of America because those fell who knows how much. Those were fifty, sixty dollar stocks at one point, and now they're like thirty. So but um JP Morgan never really it's still at $140 a share. It's still up there. So uh yeah. Yeah, and it seems That's that uh, most of the bank crisis kind of has been corrected and fixed. So maybe it's time for the and time time move on to what we another big problem inflation. So that's a good thing too. Yeah. Okay, the next thing on our list is not. I don't know how much this has to do with a, a particular stock, but I just thought it was interesting to throw it out there, and that is that internships on Wall Street pay you twenty thousand dollars a month. You you want to be an intern at Wall Street now? I think it'd be it'd, it'd be interesting. It'd be it'd be nice. <laughs> you can be like that one movie. What, what's that one one movie called? The uh, not the Wolf of Wall Street. The other one, The Big Short. The other, oh, The Big Short. Yeah, that's a good movie. I mean, the cost of living in New York is pretty high, so that's gotta true. Help, you got to help the kids out. I want to say the average. I'm pretty sure the average rent. In New York City is five thousand dollars a month. That's so, insane. And we're so not, gotta, and we're not talking about houses or nothing. We're talking about one bedroom apartment. Yeah, just a little small. Maybe apartment. two. That's like uh, barely as big as the room I'm in now. <laughs> like yeah. seriously. So really, I mean, you're, you're so really, it's more like a quarter of their income is going to rent. Yeah. So whatever. It's still still a cool job. All right. What's in the next okay, thing next, on the list? Next up on our list is something um, that would have affected me a couple weeks ago, but not anymore. And that's that Walgreens is closing 450 locations. Luckily, I sold out before the stock dropped another 10%. And so Walgreens is like the worst performing stock. The last five years, it keeps going down pretty much every single day. So I'm glad I sold out of that one. Um, But yeah, well, I don't know. Walgreens is having issues. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's the problem with Walgreens. Like you can, like you feel like a, a company such as big, so big as Walgreens has been a staple of America yeah. for I don't know how long, and they're sh- struggling I mean, like this. I'm sure gotta... there's, I'm sure there's multiple reasons, but I know one reason is because of the stealing. Walgreens does not have high profit margins. I think it's like three percent or something. So when 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 they have all the theft happening at the stores, I think that's probably a a reason. So. I don't know. We'll we'll see. It can't be that much stealing going on. That much stealing. Well, remember remember Walgreen, uh, Walmart and Target said they had. I, I want to say it was hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stolen stuff last year. So, yeah, I mean we're probably talking millions and millions of dollars of stuff stolen. I think. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a big problem. I just I used to. My previous job was working for Walmart Stamps Club, and and that was like a definitely serious issue that they would talk about in the corporate meetings and whatnot. Yeah, and now it looks like more and more of the 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 consensus among these companies and probably the city governments is that they're kind of okay with people stealing stuff. Um, So. Because uh, like Lululemon is another one too that kind of just said, or I think it's up to a thousand dollars worth of stolen goods or something like that. It's it's something where it's it's not a big issue. Just let them go, and that's kind of how they're well, treating. It, here's a good uh, here's a good test to see how how pervasive this may be. Um, how many of us know at least someone that has stolen from like a Walgreens or a Walmart? Oh well, yeah, before? yeah, absolutely. I have no co- comment I on that. Need, I could probably. <laughs> 
probably name a lot of people that I know that are like <laughs> that would you know I talk to and I'm like oh what'd you do today and they're like oh I was shopping at Kroger and I was and stuff and I'm like oh yeah like blah 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 and they're like yeah I didn't pay for for like any of it I'm like oh yeah <laughs> okay so I was a little bit <laughs> off here this is actually this is thing for Walmart it's three billion dollars worth of stolen products every year hmm. um, now that's Walmart I'm sure Walgreens is not as bad. But still, it's probably hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, so I wow. mean that that's just gonna make that's just gonna make those those areas that they're pulling locations out of. It's just gonna make those areas go downhill. That's all it's gonna do. Yeah, because a lot of Walmart Walmart's been closing stores too. So yeah. All right, and okay. um, let's kind of switch the conversation up. Let's talk about homes. How can you steal a home? Can you steal a house? Who knows. I have a try still in the house before? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It says United States home sales have rose twelve percent. So Nico, did he buy a house this past week and didn't, didn't tell me? No, not recently. Chris the reason I put the reason No, I no, no, no. This... Chris, Chris, did he buy a house and didn't tell us? Not that I know about. I like that answer because some I can definitely take your name. But uh <laughs> but I I am I am in the real estate business. I am looking to to finish up my broker's license. So very soon. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. The reason I put this on the list, cause I just thought it was interesting. I mean, people are, even with the, the interest rates pretty high, people are still buying houses. So it's still, it, it should still, you know, keep pushing the market up, keep put and keep pushing the prices up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, well, I, think, I think the prices are falling a lot with like, which is probably, I, you know, because people buy houses yeah, that, based on the monthly payment amount. So that monthly payment amount still works out even with a higher interest rate. People will do it. Yep. And uh, that's yeah, one thing. No, okay. Okay. I thought, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. I thought I saw that prices were falling. I feel like I've been reading that. But then prices are falling oh, and plus two. The yeah, main but how thing is prices... people need somewhere to live. So. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, the most how important things be falling? How can prices be falling if 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 the sales are going up then? Like this if more like and more people are buying volume, houses. Right? But if more and more people are buying houses and it's up 12%, that should make prices go up then, right? Yeah, I could see that I could see that point of view. It could also just be a matter of like, all right, now like these sellers have been sitting on their houses for so long like that they're just trying to move out and they eventually kind of start lowering the prices more aggressively. I, I to, see. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what to meet that sweet spot where like transactions happen. And see, this is probably why, um, cause that's, that's, that's still going to contribute to inflation. So that's probably why the fed is still planning to do at least another one or two rate hikes by the end of the year. And, um, you know, keep trying to push back on the inflation. All right, I'll now, see the next the next thing the list. next thing on this list, I don't know why it's on the list. Um, let's talk about it. Um, you know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what it has to do like with it. any stocks. <laughs> let's just talk about it. Um, you know, we all like sports. I like playing sports. If anything, football, basketball, baseball. I I can't swim, but I like being in the pool sometimes. Nico likes playing a guitar. That can be a sport. Guitar is uh, not a sport. You you you, you played a long time and you perform. That could be some sort of activity, extraneous activity okay. that can somehow be a sport it. too. Um, Chris Chris probably loves playing sports as well. But today we're talking about one of the most underrated sports ever: pickleball. One of the fastest growing sports on the market. Pickleball is causing more than five hundred million dollars a year in injury costs. So Nico, were you putting this on a list? How in the hell is people hurting themselves playing pickleball? Well, I don't know. I don't think it's a very intense sport. I think it's just because uh, it's mostly old people playing. No, I, and... I know. I know. Because, you know, I've got old parents. And, and my dad, he plays pickleball now. He, he wow. So, uh, so, so whenever, yeah, whenever I'm visiting home, uh, we, hit the, we hit the pickleball courts. And it was just last week. Um, we're on the court. And... You know, just like out of the corner of my eye, you see an older woman, she goes, she runs to hit the ball and she trips up and just like, she just like falls, didn't, 
do anything to catch herself and like no way. scraped her face wow. on the ground and and like she got all scraped up and stuff and i was like oh that's a that's a rough fall that's hilarious so, so when i saw it when i saw that on the run sheet i'm like okay like yeah, that happened i mean sure. i get i guess you could relate this to the stock market by like i just started i slowly started buying united healthcare and uh <laughs> you know i guess you could relate it to that but that's pretty much it you bought united healthcare and people are getting hurt in pickleball i don't know if that's the correlation <laughs> well i don't know how else you're going to relate it to maybe you can really i know what i know what you can relate it to this is probably going to help out uh dick sporting goods because they're going to sell more inventory now that too yeah more. All right, what else do we have on the list? Oh, this is interesting. It's, it's a it's a fun game. Yeah, I'm no, I haven't played yet, but I see like just down the street from me, they opened up this new facility that's dedicated 100% to pickleball. So definitely uh, there's an audience for it. Okay, now this next one on the list is going to be a little bit outdated now, but you can still bring it up because it is cool. It is interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so this past week was um, 4th of July, and it says Pepsi. Came out with a Fourth of July sauce that mixes ketchup and Pepsi. That sounds like some of the nastiest thing ever. I hope Pepsi go out of business. Whoever thought of it gets fired. And um, yeah, how y'all feel about that new sauce? Well, the way I look at it is, those are two very successful selling products. And I mean, how can you go wrong if you mix them? Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so mix gas with putting gas in your nike shoe then like what pepsi and ketchup like it seems like okay if i had a plate some chicken some rice some ketchup and i'm drinking pepsi and i pull my pepsi <laughs> and a little bit of it gets in my my catch i would be upset like that will yeah. that will ruin my meal i, I mean think. i i would so, be curious i'd be curious to see what is the consistency like because I can't pick, like, you can't have sauce that is liquid like Pepsi, right? So I'd be interested to see what the consistency looks like. I wonder how many units they sold. Oh, zero. We should have gotten some. We should have gotten some to, to test. I know. I wonder if it's still for sale. It might still be. They probably still got it. It's only a couple days after. Probably go to Target. I think they're just, I think they just, they really ran out of ideas. And I think they're just, they're desperate for new products. So they're doing all they can to come up with something innovative. Yeah, but I, I feel like most cook companies do like different holiday themed. Oh wait a second! Stuff. I have a new I have a new detail on the story. It's called Kolachup, Kola Kolachup, Kolachup or Kolachup. Yeah, I think that concludes this episode. Episode fifty one of Stock Talk. No, I don't think so. We got two more. <laughs> we got two more details to hit here. All right, hurry up! We're getting up to almost three o'clock. Let's go. It looks like barbecue sauce. That's what it looks like. Okay. Um. So the national, how we just said, even though the home sales are up twelve percent, the national median rent is seventeen hundred seventeen hundred dollars and is down zero point five percent year over year. So slowly it is falling, and this is the first time it's falling in over three years so i guess that's a good sign the market's still hot but it's getting uh it's getting healthier i think yeah it's good for all like especially all of uh us people starting out right out of college and looking for yeah. the first places to rent yeah yeah yep and especially with the prices of housing and rent being so high this past year or two it's good to see um it well, going down now too the cost of housing is is definitely on, on the higher side, you know, even despite the prices falling, the interest rates are still going up. Um, and like in a city, like costs are so high too. Um, mm. But, you know, when you're in the rental market, it's definitely the affordability is still there versus buying. Mm -hmm. Okay, then the last piece of news we have for today is actually uh, probably my favorite on the list, and that is that Tesla set a new record for global production in Q2 with 479,000 vehicles. And um, so the stock's at, what, $280 a share or so? I actually sold some of the shares that I bought most recently. Um, 
at the beginning of the year, I sold out of those this this uh, past week. Oh, you did? Yep. How how you feel about I was, that? I was up. I mean, I still have my the majority of my position. I still have, but the shares that I bought six months ago, I was up one hundred and twenty percent. And I feel like you know, I feel like there's just a good of a chance that the stock keeps going up, that the stock keeps going down. I feel like it's a 50-50. So I'm happy with the. 120% in six months is good good enough for me. Hmm. Okay. That's good enough for you. Yeah, that, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Chris, what, no, what, 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 price, what price would you buy Tesla at? I don't know. They're profitable now, right? Oh, yeah. They've been I profitable think, for three years. The thing is, I think it's always just been too aggressively priced. But um, yeah. it's definitely a very neat company. Love what they're doing. Love love their cars and stuff. I'd love to own it, but it's it's never made sense in like the strict way I try to operate to mm-hmm. buy it. So I haven't been able to like, get in and all the ups and downs. That I'm sure shareholders have of that stock because it, it. I mean, I, I has agree. the highest highs and the lowest lows. I mean, I agree with you because ever since it had its huge run, it is it is incredibly richly traded but i think six months ago when it was a hundred dollars a share that's the only time when i would say that it's when you were getting it at a really good deal um the other thing to look at is how you said earlier which if you do want to use that pretty much you pay two times its earnings growth pe wise the stock this the 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 company is growing at 40 50 percent and so if you're paying 80 times earnings 90 times earnings it's it, it kind of makes sense, you know. It, it sounds yeah, it, yeah, it feels yeah. like you're overpaying, but I mean, they're a fast growing company and they have so many different things as far as energy storage and they're making robots. They're gonna have they're so far ahead of of all competitors on the electric, yeah, you know, yeah. automobile front like that. It's just like so it. There's definitely cases to be made for, you know, when it has its when it has its down down periods to to get in because. Like the charging stations, that's going to be such a, a huge concept in the coming years. Yeah. And did you see how a couple weeks ago when they they gave away the rights or whatever, not, not gave away the rights, but they're pretty much letting Ford and GM use their charging stations. And I think it, I think it, been, I think it was like a couple billion dollars that it cost Ford and GM or something like that. So I don't know. They're just, they're, how you said, they're, they're very far positioned ahead. well. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm bullish. I'm bullish long term, but it, it does trade. It does trade rich. It does. All right, just tell uh, Eli to do better with Twitter, and, and I guess I'll be fine with him. Just just be a little bit better. Don't be stupid. Yeah, that's the other thing. He he said he's hiring a new CEO for Twitter, so I think that helped out the stock too. People like to see that he's focused on Tesla, so that's another thing. All right, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. This is about the hour or so up. We're at an hour now, so. We got anything else to add before we end the show? I think that's good. I think that's good. Chris, you got anything else to add? No. I hope everyone that's listening to this um, has a successful back half of 2023. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we end, before we end, I want to say one thing. Um, Chris, I want you to pick one stock for the next six months to 12 months. What what is it going to be? Oh, gosh. Next six to 12 months. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Colaris, the shoe company. I'm going to write it down because like, I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. They they own they own like 20 shoe brands. I think they have like famous footwear. Um, and I, it's just how like, do you spell that? It's C A L E R E S ticker symbol Cal. C A L. Um, and it's just. It's definitely like had some good runs for me, like when I when I bought in at, at low points. And it's just like a consistent, consistent earnings and you know relatively low PEs. And, and it's just like it gets punished in the stock market during like certain time periods, just because it's not one of those hot Apple, Meta, Google stocks. But it, it's got like solid foundations and and good management. So hmm. okay, interesting. Say. But honestly, wait, if I had to go with one more one. Um, when I'm doing my my analysis, there's this mm-hmm. like asset management company called AMG that 
that's giving me like the highest um, run-ups, you know, like the highest return potential. Okay. Yeah, cool. What about you guys? What are your what are your six to twelve month projections I should look into? Man, you know what? I'm selling down. AMD. <laughs> I don't think so, but I'm going AMD just because Chris was talking bad about AMD it. AMD all the way. I'm going AMD. AMD, baby. Ride or die. Okay. Um. Let me check. Let me check mine. Do 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 do. You know, I went. I went for Coles when they're in like that. They're like looking to get bought out. I did too. So I really, I really like that story. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna put all my money into Coles, and it should work out. Yeah. You know, it seems like a solidly functioning company. And I think that's the last time I put all my eggs in one basket. No, I, <laughs> I, I made, out. I did that same thing when Coles fell. I think whatever it was around twenty dollars or something. I bought it, and then it went down to like eighteen or nineteen, and I kind of. You know, it, it wasn't nothing was happening. So I think I sold out. I broke even or something. And now it's at like 24. So now it's starting to move a little bit. But it just it, I got yeah, I got no, I, was, I was buying in the 40s. I got um upset with that one because I was basing that off of their equity on the balance sheet was more than what the company was trading for. It was like 2.4 billion on the balance sheet and two oh, yeah. billion dollar market. I was like, OK, this is easy money. This should make sense. But nope, the market can do what it wants and just keep going down. Exactly, exactly. I learned, and I, I the way I structure it is like, like I sell puts and I sell calls and stuff. So like I had great break even prices on all of these because I was getting huge premium. So you know I was like I may have had like low thirty dollar break evens, and this is when the stock's trading like the mid forties or something. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Worst case scenario, I'm fine. It fell to the twenties. Oh man. It was not fine. <laughs> okay, you know you know which ones I'm gonna pick. Um, if you want a more solid, if you're looking for a solid company, I would go with Pool Corporation. If you're looking for something where it's more of like a turnaround play and it's not the greatest ran company, then I would go for Advanced Auto Parts. Those are my two picks. Interesting. What's the first one? The first one is called Pool Corporation. They're the largest. Uh, distributor, wholesaler, distributor of pool products. I like it. How so that, you, uh, that, that's actually how you find that. I found that by watching YouTube videos. But um, but that that guy or that company is they're actually a very well-run company. It's just um, I don't know if the PE is super cheap at the moment, but I started making a position. But that one is it, it's it's a solid business model. They got solid financials. They they put up consistent earnings growth and stuff. So that's a that's a very solid one. I can see the case for that. It's yeah. uh it's tra- it's it's trading like it uh average PE for the last five years is, is around thirty and it's trading at twenty one right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe it is that's, a good time to buy. That's like a fifty percent upside. Yeah. So I like Pool Corp. Advanced Auto Parts, my thesis for that is more like um, a, the stock fell like 50 60% the last month or so uh, because they had a huge drop in earnings, which makes sense. But a bunch of insiders bought back in, so I think that's a good sign. And then, you know, it's the stock was 270 bucks a couple of years ago. Now it's only like 60 or it's like 70 So. I think I think it's a good you know there's a good chance it'll it'll move back up and uh, yeah. Nice. We'll have to follow up in six to twelve months and see um, who pans out. I'm I'm going to be happy when Josh's AMD is uh, lagging behind (laughs) behind. Oh okay okay okay. I'll take that as a challenge. Take that as a challenge. Take it. But um, like I said, this concludes this episode. Episode fifty one. Round of applause, Chris. Thank you once again for joining us. No, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. It was a good time. Enjoyed talking talking through the stocks and some some random uh, some random topics and relating them back to the stock market. There we go. There we go. Yeah, AMD is four hundred and sixty nine PE ratio. Okay, leave it alone now. Nico, you got anything else to add? <laughs> no, nothing else. All right, now everybody, you have a good one and to greener days ahead. Bye bye. Bye.